Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. This is the WCHL podcast, episode 320. Andrew Majorkirth, I know you're there. Say hello to the masses. I am here. How's everybody doing tonight, today, whatever it is? Yeah, boy, it's 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 the end of a of a long regular season, is what it is. It is. We're all tired. Long, long season, but a fun season, right? Yeah, hey, great season, a great season. Hey, let's recap this past week of WCHL play. Talk about a championship that got won out in the desert, and uh, a lot of other stuff. Because boy, we're we're now we're getting down to the fun time of the we're, year. This yeah, is what getting, we all play for. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Yep, here we go. Crunchy guitars, go. Andrew, this past week we had six of the eight WCHL teams in action. We did. And I had the pleasure of giving away a trophy to the deserving champion. Um, where do you want to start? You want to start off with the low hanging fruit? Well, I tell you, I tell you what, let's let's leave them hanging for a little bit. And let's yeah. start at the top of the list with UCO and Iowa State. <laughs> UCO and Iowa State. All right. I thought the low-hanging fruit was Colorado and Colorado State. Well, you know, they, <laughs> they, they win the weekend. So, so, yeah, good. Hey. so good for those guys. <laughs> for those boys. You didn't play. Your, your season is done. Congratulations. Yep. yep. All right. UCO at Iowa State. That's number nine. At number five, the Broncos up there against the Cyclones. You know... It's always fun to go up to Ames, Iowa. It is. It's a good, good place it's to play. Great place to play. It's an even better place to win. Um, you know, they're they're very cultish up there. They they uh the cult of the Cyclones is strong and the cult of Iowa State hockey is very strong. They can do no wrong. They, and uh, um UCO went up there and put a knot on their forehead on Friday night by that? beating Cyclones four to three. And uh, then the next day, they 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 took it on the chin. They uh, did. Iowa State beat them four to one. But that's a win on the weekend for UCO. Yeah, anytime you can go into Ames and and pull a game away from Iowa State, that's it's an automatic win on the weekend, right? When you put a capital L in the Cyclone, that's a great weekend. Yeah, that's it'd, a, it'd be better if you could put two of them in there. But it one is better is if you can great go there enough. and put two. Yeah, yeah. Like we've yeah. like we've said in weeks past, it's a great place to go play. And it's an even better place to go win, right? <laughs> That's the truth. They, uh, what, what do you got for us from UCO at Iowa State? I'm just going to say a uh, good road win. And then, uh, you know, on Saturday night, not sure what happened, other than we know UCO is playing a little short right now. They've got some bumps and bruises going on. So wasn't wasn't a close game, but, but like we've said in weeks past, it's a tough place to play, right? So... Yep. If it's a tough place to play if you have a full roster and you don't have any bumps and bruises, it's a tough place to play. And if you and if yep. you add the bumps and bruises and a short roster to the mix, it it really uh puts you behind the eight ball going in there. That's the truth. And they they, they have been playing with a short roster the past few weeks. Yeah. So. Uh, so this uh this will be a good little break for those guys coming up here. Let them let them get healthy and, and recharge their batteries, right? Hopefully they can get some more people in the lineup. 
and uh, hopefully guys like Austin Cunningham will be able to uh, rejoin the team before they start up play at Nationals. I think uh, their short lineup got even shorter, though, on Saturday night. I believe, uh, I don't know if he's the captain or an alternate captain, but number 16, Brandon Formosa, uh, took a DQ. He did. Um, in the very last game of the regular season. And it, it's my understanding, I believe that's the second of the season, which means he sits mm. two games. Oof. That could, that's no bueno going into Nationals. Yeah, that's no good because he's he's a decent player. He can put points on the board, right? He's a damn good player, is right. He's yeah. a yeah. So that's uh, that's going to be a little frustrating for a, a short roster to get even shorter. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. For for probably uh, some nonsense, right? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, we weren't there. I, I guess yeah. we can always try to track down some video, but. Um, yeah, Whatever. That, so yeah, good, is, good for good for Coach McAllister to go up there and stick yeah. it to the uh, Cyclones. Yeah. Anytime, whether you win one or two, anytime you get a win, that's 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 awesome, right? Yep. Yep. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. All right. Where are we going next? All right. Let's go. What I am going to call the shocker of the weekend, and that is Lindenwood and Arkansas. The shocker of the weekend. <laughs> Lindenwood, but is the shocker that Lindenwood went to Arkansas to go play them, or that, or with the game results? Well, no, because I think uh, I think the what do you call them the the oh the uh, fighting zombos is that that's what you refer to them as, right? That, that's uh, that's how I call them. Yep. The Lindenwood Lions, the fighting zombos. Yeah, the fighting zombos. Though I think they pretty much will go anywhere and play anybody, right? They uh, they get on the road. They you know as long as it's as long as that's reasonable and close by. So I give them credit. They they took on they hosted Arkansas earlier in the season and blasted them out of the water up there in Wentzville. And uh, to their credit, they returned the visit here at the Uh, end of the season. They went down to Springdale for two. Yeah. So you know on Friday night they walk they waltz into the place and uh, you know blast them to seven nothing to get the to get the weekend started. And they went unshockingly the. uh, Went forty three percent on the power play, three for seven. Forty three percent. Oh my you know, god! That's kind of those guys. You know, they they kind of live and die by the power play, right? They, uh, oh, yeah. That's their it's their bread and butter. But the but the real shocker, and the reason I'm calling it the shocker of the weekend, is uh, turning around on Saturday afternoon. They only squeak out a two to one victory over the University of Arkansas. Yeah. So you know that's like you said just a moment ago. When Arkansas went up to St. Louis and played them at the beginning of the season, what was it like after two games? It was like twenty-five to two or twenty-five to three or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, was ugly. Yeah, it was. It was ugly, right? And then, then here they are. They turn around at the end of the season. The team that we've said works hard all season long almost beats number one. That's so, uh, that was a heck of a showing. I had to yeah. uh, had to do a double take when I saw the score sheet come across my telephone on Saturday. Yeah, and, very. Uh, yeah, good, good, good for Coach Falls and uh, good for the Razorbacks. Yeah, you I know? would, I would, I would, I would mark that down as a good loss for those guys, right? Now, do you give? Oh, I'd, I'd say it's a great loss. Are you kidding me? That's that. You know, that's a that's a win in every sense, but on the scoreboard. Exactly. Exactly. But would, let me ask you this: Lindenwood has six players over in Russia right now. Does that? Uh, factor into your uh, assessment at all? Nah, not really. Okay, it wouldn't to me because the night <laughs> nah, before they, really. they waxed them seven to nothing, right? Yeah. Linwood waxed Arkansas seven to nothing. So yeah, 
No, you know they can. They still have some. They still have some guns, some firepower there. So they do. They do. Yeah. I, I would. I, uh, I, yeah. Credit to I, credit to Arkansas for not laying yeah, down I, on Saturday. I give. I give all the credit to Arkansas. Good. Good game. Obviously a hard fought game. And uh, yeah, like I said, a win on everything but the scoreboard. Right. Yep. 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 Very oh, good. Yeah. Good. Good for those guys. <laughs> good for those guys. And with that, Arkansas season has ended. Um, Colorado and Colorado State, they're already off. Um, I think Colorado's going to end up finishing 19th in the season in, in the in the rankings. Colorado State, I believe, is going to finish 24th. Arkansas, if my memory serves right, will, is going to end up sur- they're going to end up 32nd, I believe. 32nd. Yep. And Lindenwood is going to go on to play another day. They'll be the number one seed heading into nationals. Yep. So, uh, all right, where are we going after? So we've done UCO at our Iowa State, Lindenwood at Arkansas. What next? Well, let's just go a little bit further to the north there and uh, visit get your the boys pom-poms at out. Oklahoma at Missouri State. This is Oklahoma at Missouri State Part 2. Part 2. These games did not count in the WCHL standings. Um, these were just extra add-on games in the regular season to uh, you know keep the – Keep the knives sharpened, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so, number fourteen, Oklahoma, at number thirteen, Missouri State, and we had a. Uh, I think you predicted it. We had a split. We had a split. How about that? The yeah, uh, three to nothing Oklahoma win on Friday night, and a six to four Missouri State win on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. What do you good, got for good me? Little, good little set of games here. The uh, I thought, you know, outstanding performance on Friday night by Oklahoma. Um, arguably one of the their best players, Phil Babin. That they uh, had a great night with the shutout. So they were they were clicking. And then they they carried it over to Saturday night. They were they were up four to two on Missouri State, and Missouri State had a big rally in the third and came back and and got them. They were up four to one at one point. Yeah, how about that? They, so uh, what, what what happened on Saturday? Well, how did where did was it just Missouri Missouri State flipped the switch and decided to play some offense yeah, or, kinda, or what? Yeah, kind of kind of sounded like that. The uh, you know I talked to Coach Berge on Monday morning and you know kind of kind of ribbed him a little bit like hey you know what's going on? I thought you're gonna thought you're gonna pull two out of there and and ribbed him a little bit like I like I'm good at and then <laughs> then we had a serious conversation and he said you know they. 24 seconds in um, to the third period, OU guy takes a shot over the net, wraps around, and they get a two-on-one going the other direction and and had a had a pretty goal, um, and then just kind of carried the momentum that got the got the crowd involved and uh, just carried that momentum, and then I think they even scored a shorthanded goal to go up five-four on them. Wow! So yeah, just. Just a little bit of luck on, I don't know if you want to call it luck or hard work or what, but the tides turned in the favor of Missouri State, and, and they stuck one out there. Well, I mean, I guess uh, that's, you know, that's that's good for both teams. Yeah. Oklahoma, you know, they're both evenly matched teams. Oklahoma, I would say, is, um, well, I guess I would I was going to say, you know, they were, they were kind of struggling there towards the end um, with, you know, they had the two losses at UCO. Or to UCO, yeah. and then the you know their fortunes change when they went to Utah, and winning changes everything, right? Winning cures all it ills. Does. It does. It does. And um, 
I, I know that they lost both games at Missouri State earlier in during the first weekend in February. Yeah, close Those games. Were two to one games. Two to one. Yeah, close games. Yeah, and so uh, good good for Oklahoma to win, and then uh, I guess it would be equally good. It shows a lot of character. Shows uh, some character for the Missouri Bears. State. Yeah, yeah, for most state to turn it around, and I mean, especially if they were down four to one after getting beat three to nothing the night before, it would have been real easy to just pack just it in. But they didn't. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that so good little game. They uh, talked to some of the talked to some of the players and all that, and they said the crowd was a crowd was a whether whether they admit it or not. They they said that the crowd was very uh, very loud there Saturday, and so you you got to think probably the. That had a little bit to do with the success they had in the third period for Missouri State, um, rallying around that crowd and, and the the energy from it, and they they pulled one out. So very nice. Yeah, give give, give props to the fans of Missouri State here. How about that? You know what, Missouri State they get a great crowd up there. That's the one thing that arena is. Uh, you know, all the seating is on one side, but boy, they pack it in night in and mm-hmm. night out for the most part. Yeah, what a great they, following. Uh, How I so mean, I they're, they're to, blessed, and I'm not just saying that because. You know, most of our 11 listeners come from Missouri State, but they really do a, a great job packing the, the Jordan Valley Ice Park, Media Commons yeah. Park, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. they. So I talked to a couple of the guys that, that work for me at the rink and all that, um, that that are on the team. And they said, you know, I said, it's kind of cool when you go up there because when you when you go to dinner, whether you're pulling into town to, to get, grab a bite to eat or you're, or you're there on a Friday night or, or wherever wherever it may be. And you have your Oklahoma hockey gear on. When you're out in the town, people know what you're there for, and they and they stop and talk to you about it, right? And they say, "Well, you know, we we loved going to the games, or or yeah, we're going to try to make it out to the game tonight if we can get tickets and good luck and all that." So it's a good good little atmosphere up there, right? It is. It is the thing that always amazes me when I go up there is that every single person is wearing a piece of Missouri State merchandise. Yeah. And it's not yeah. just Missouri State merchandise, it's Missouri State hockey merchandise, whether it's a hockey jersey, a hockey hat, a hockey t shirt, a hockey yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah. They, yeah, they've they've done a good job and yes, I know they have. they've been up there doing it for quite a while, so it's a it's a well oiled machine up there. But yeah, yes. the boys were yep. the boys talk highly about going up there and playing that they it's fun to go up there and play and it's fun to fun to get a little bit of recognition when you're when you're away from the rink and whether you're walking into the gas station to grab a grab a drink to get back on the bus to head home or, or wherever it may be, right. To, to get a little bit of recognition that, Hey, you're here playing Missouri state. And we were either at the game or we're going to the game or good luck or whatever that may be. Right. Yep. Yep. And you know, um, I mean, last week we, we talked about the WCHL Oscars and the, the best town was, uh, uh, I think it was unanimous, at least from the two of us dinglings that uh, was Fort Collins, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Springfield is underrated. Their downtown is, scene is, is uh, I should, I don't even know if it's their downtown. It's their, the nightlife where the restaurants, bars, whatever you want to call it, uh, at night, that place is hopping and, uh, it's, it might be, I mean, it's nowhere near Mill Avenue, um, in, in Tempe it's, you know, but it's probably a little bit closer to campus corner, like in Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's underrated. It's, it's something to behold. So, uh, Springfield's got it going on and Missouri state's fortunate to be there and, uh, to have a great, uh, uh fan base. And it just, uh, I mean, I think that's just a testament to the organization that guys like Stan Melton have built and the Jeremy Law and Ryan Armstrong are trying to continue on. Um, yeah, keep it, they, keep they, it, they're, they're doing it right, right up there. Yeah. Good, good for, 
good for all of them and, and what they've done and what they've built. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's UCO at Iowa State, Arkansas, Lindenwood, Oklahoma, Missouri, Missouri State, excuse me. Boy, I don't want to I almost made that mistake again. I almost called yeah, them the yeah, Tigers. I was getting. I was going to say. I was getting ready to congratulate you for calling them the Ice Bears earlier, and then you, and then you almost call Missouri again here. Well, just now, man, I'm going to get such hate mail from half of the eleven listeners. They're going to say, "Wait a second, we're Missouri State." Yeah. Oh, geez. All right. So that leaves only one other series, and this is the last WCHL uh, set of games for the regular season. This was uh, the University of Arizona went up to Tempe to face Arizona State in super duper cold Oceanside Arena. Yeah, yeah, and these were um, they the two teams played have played a total of eight times this season. Six of those games, the first six games were in Tucson, uh, but only two of those six games actually counted for the WCHL standings, which meant that these games played in Tempe uh, were the uh, were also going to count in the WCHL standings. So this was it. Yeah, and I uh, I had the pleasure of being out there on Saturday. Um, they played a Saturday Sunday series. Uh, Arizona won both games, uh, two to nothing on Saturday and five to three on Sunday. But uh, the reason why I was out there was because if the University of Arizona got two out of the six points available to them, then uh, they were going to clinch the WCHL regular season championship. I, sh- I shouldn't even say regular season; it's the WCHL championship. And uh, damned if they didn't get all six points. So uh, yeah, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona. Arizona went in, won a championship, won a couple of hockey games, blah, 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 blah. You know, moving moving right along here. Moving right along. <laughs> you, you want to get to the guy who predicted it, right? At the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was that knucklehead? Yeah. Nah, congrats to those guys. Congrats to them. That's uh, That was pretty awesome. Yeah, going in and winning in a hostile environment. Good good for those guys. You know, it was uh, – I'll tell you this. I found a great place, a, a, a sneaky commissioner's corner. Usually at uh, at Oceanside, I get up there in the uh, crow's nest right above, you know, the little media deck, they call it, or whatever. Yep. Uh, but it was jammed to the rafters. They had Arizona folks on one side, and they had Arizona State folks on the other side. And I didn't want to get in the way of any of that crap. So I found a little uh, hidey hole over uh, in, in, in a corner – away boy what a wonderful commissioner's corner that was it was uh it was great did it have a leather couch what's that did it have a leather couch it did not have a leather couch it did not have a leather couch it had a bunch of uh, arizona state women's hockey players though which was interesting um there you go so uh that kept me entertained but there you go but um you know what uh i had a, a front row view of um arizona's um uh, attacking zone for two of the three periods and they they scored it was um number 12 i believe was uh god i'm gonna get the kid's name wrong help me with number 12 for arizona uh westland there you go chris westland scores it wasn't uh, he he was on a line with um bailey marshall and with um his brother um dawson marshall and and that's because uh, Cusinelli, number fifteen, is gone. He's over in Russia with the Winter World Games team. Yep. So it's ten, eleven, and twelve that were skating. And I tell you what, number eleven, Bailey Marshall, that kid can just fly. He's all over the place. Yes. Um, and he played at UCL last year. Transferred to Arizona to go play with his brother. Um, the kid um, when he's with Cusinelli, he's deadly because he's the disher and Cusinelli's the finisher. 
yeah. um, and Kusnelli finds those open spots. But uh, uh, Bailey Marshall can – he I was telling somebody earlier today, he can skate through a forest of trees and keep the puck on a stick. He can uh, – he was just all flying all over the place. But the goal was scored by Westland. It was just like a little – it was like a knuckle puck right out of uh, uh, the, the Mighty Ducks. You know, the the, yeah, just- the ASU goalie with Bronson Morse is stopping all these lasers and these just incredible shots. And then this little knuckler just squeaks between uh, over the pads, under the glove. And I don't think anybody knew it was in the net except for Westland, you know, for about a split second. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah, and uh, that was it. Yeah. Then um, uh, in the second period, going the other way on a two-on-one, it was, uh, I think it's, I'm going to butcher the kid's name, but it's Vale Artizone, I think is the kid's name. Yeah, I was going to say Artizone, something like that. Yep, he scores, uh, he scores the second goal. Uh, to put U of A up two to nothing, and with about uh, ten minutes to go in the game, my fat butt had to go grab a gigantic trophy out of the uh, out of the car and bring it on inside. And I was just uh, I was hopeful I wasn't going to have to put it back in the car. And I, you mean I, you don't have I, a couple guys that so you had a couple guys standing out by your car gardening is what you're saying. I I, I had I I. I Hired some uh, guys that had relocated from New Jersey to just kind of stand there. Some muscle from the Jersey Shore. Perfect. You just stand Perfect. there and flex and scare people away. Oh, yeah. Well, after they got their GTL done, they, they guarded the trophy. That's right. Perfect. That was right. The GTL. <laughs> I hadn't heard that in a long time. <laughs> it, it was not the situation. <laughs> I, I got Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. I got two Ronnies yeah. out there. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, and, and I tell you what, right there towards the end, Arizona state had a power play and I thought, Oh no, they're good. They pulled their goaltender. I thought they were going to, they had a six on four advantage. I thought they were going to, uh, you know, get close and, uh, turn the pressure up. Yeah. yeah and, um, and, and they almost got it. And, uh, but as it turns out, Arizona wins the game two to nothing. Uh, myself and the uh, faculty advisor for the University of Arizona, Joel Hoff, went out there onto the ice with the trophy. I had the trophy. <laughs> Joel had the base. I felt terrible. Called over the uh, lone senior on the U of A team, Charlie James, and uh, let him have the honors. So there you go. I felt bad. I, you know what? I, I'm such a doofus with this trophy thing because it's you know it comes in two parts, right? Yeah. Nobody wants. Everybody wants the cup. Nobody wants the base. Yeah, he called yeah. over Charlie James and Manny Rowe, and I felt so bad for Manny because he got the base, Charlie got the trophy, and Manny's skating around with this piece of wood in his hand, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I feel so bad. I should have just held on to the base myself. And let <laughs> all the knuckleheads uh, have fun with the cup. Nobody wanted the base afterwards. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah. there. It's there for the thing to sit on and look pretty and uh, for pictures. But uh, I, I felt like a doofus, and so Manny, I apologize to you. But hey, well deserved. well deserved. Yeah, well deserved. Well deserved. And then I didn't see the uh, much of the Sunday game. I heard a lot about it. There was a lot of it was penalty filled. Um, yes, thirty eight penalties, twenty one on one side, seventeen on the other, and uh, turned out to be a five to three U of A win on Sunday to salt the games uh, the the weekend away. So the final WCHL standings uh, with Arizona, they're in first place with fifty four points. Second is UCO. Third is Missouri State. Uh, after that, it's Oklahoma, Colorado, Colorado State, Arkansas, and Arizona State. So, University of Arizona are the champions for 2018-2019. Hurrah, hurrah, huzzah, huzzah. 
the WCHL season is done. Yeah, con- congrats to those guys again. The uh, hard-fought season, and I thought they I thought they put together a pretty solid run there um, from beginning to end. They did. They only lost four games. Uh, one of them was to Arkansas. Um, I think two of them were to uh, UCO, and I th- was the other one to Oklahoma. I forget. Ah, now that I'm thinking, yeah. I think they took all three from OU this year, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, maybe it was a, maybe it was a Missouri State thing or something. But yeah, uh, but, but yeah, I think you could. I think you could go down the line here. I think uh, I think a lot of their uh, success this season started in the net there with uh, Anthony Churro. Yep. He he was he was solid all season. They uh, one of, one of the top guys in the league and. Then moving out from him, you know, like talking about Bailey Marshall, I think you could, uh, you know, every time you looked up, the kid was putting multiple points on the board every night. So I think you can go from Churro out to, to Marshall and the rest of his line mates and all that. And, you know, and I'm, I'm just betting that those guys loved winning that trophy on Arizona State Ice. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, you know, we, I'm we not, went through, I don't want to add fuel to the fire. We, we, but. <laughs> we went, we went through the routine as to what was going to happen and, um, made sure that both the Arizona folks and the Arizona state folks knew what was going to happen and it was going to be, you know, on and off and very, not, you know, as respectful as it possibly can be. They weren't going to, you know, wag it in their face. And, and you know what? <laughs> to, to Arizona state's credit, um, coach green, he had his team uh, line up on the blue line uh, to, I don't know whether you want to call it watch, observe, recognize, um, just to, while, while, Ar- while Arizona was out there celebrating and, um, uh, you know, they won the championship. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool yeah. that the Arizona State folks, uh, the coach had the team line up on the blue line to kind of watch it all happen. And, you know, because that's... That, that's it was well deserved by Arizona, but it's you know that's what everybody wants. Yeah. And it's you, it's a it's a I thought it was yeah. a, a great sign of respect um, from from two yeah, rivals. Yeah. Cla- class act yeah. there, right? Yeah, class, class act. act exactly. I thought it was just a sharp thing. Hey, I'm looking at the at the results. Arizona lost at Arkansas, three to two. They lost at UCO, three nothing. They lost at Oklahoma, five nothing, and then they lost at home to UCO, five to two, and that was it. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. There you go. Kind of wild. I don't. I don't remember that five nothing. Yeah. Well, it was it was long, <laughs> long, long ago. Yeah, I was gonna say there, there's been a lot of games there's played since then, right? A lot of games played. Well, let's see here. What? Uh, let's do this. Let's listen to Caddyshack really quick, and then we'll come back and we'll talk <laughs> about um, some stats for the WCHL season, and then we'll move on and talk about uh, nationals because I think we're pretty much set now. We've got some stuff to talk about. I think we're set. All righty, Andrew. Let's let me. Uh, you were you were commenting on Anthony Churro, the goaltender for the University of Arizona. Yep. And how he's uh, he's he's a big wheel. He is, and a big reason why they won the championship this year. Neat. And I would tend to agree. Yeah. Because. Uh, if we put out, I put out on Twitter on the WCHL Twitter account the game by game breakdown. I didn't realize this. We had a total in in twenty two. Let's see here, how many do we got? Twenty. What's twenty two times four? Hundred. 
what's that? 20, I can't even add. That's 88 games. Yep. In 88 total league games, we had 502 total goals scored. <laughs> That's not bad. It's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Anthony Churro in 22 games. Anthony Churro and the Arizona Wildcats allowed the least amount of goals. They only allowed 40 goals on the entire season in 22 WCHL conference games. That's pretty stout. The next closest was uh, Central Oklahoma, allowed 44 goals. So that's uh, pretty. That's pretty stout. Yeah. And then when you look at it, they also had they had six shutouts. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So it it helps when you uh, it helps you win games when you're shutting out the other team. Yeah. So six and- of their twenty two games were shutout shutout wins. In here, let me just count. There one, two, three, four, four others were just one goal. Uh, were they allowed just one goal? So there's. Ten games and they allowed one or zero goals. That's that's tough to beat. It is. It is right. The uh, yep. But you look at it like throughout throughout the league. I mean, you got Churro in uh, Arizona, arguably one of the best goaltenders in the league, right? Yep. And then you and then you move up to Colorado. Um, no, Gramps. What's the uh, I'm having a I'm having a brain fart here. What's uh, Jake Cerullo? Cerullo, yes, I, I knew it was a C. I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. I was scrambling. <laughs> but, no, sorry, Gramps. Yeah, sorry, Gramps. The uh, so I mean he's he's a solid player, right? And then you yep. you move down to the Oklahomas, both UCO and Oklahoma. Phil Babb and Alex Henry are are solid goaltenders. Missouri State they've got a they've got a solid number one guy. Like there's some Bailey Stevens. There's some yep. there's some there's some heavy hitters in net in the Western Collegiate League, right? For oh, the sure. entire ACHA. I mean it, it's kind of crazy oh. if you think about it. You bet. Well don't don't forget. I mean, you got Joe Morgan up at Colorado State who yeah. you know beat Colorado a couple of times, beat beat um uh Iowa State, beat UNLV on the road. You've got uh, Joseph Dusenka out at at Arkansas and, and Brock Thompson. Brock Thompson was a net for that two to one. Yep. Lost to Lindenwood, yeah. and then yeah. out of the Arizona State, I saw him twice this past weekend, actually once live. Uh, Bronson Moore, Bronson Moore was the rock uh, between the pipes for Arizona State. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, so I mean, you think yeah. about it. There's there's some heavy hitters in that in the WCHL, and it's some kind of impressive. Yep, and then, yep. and then, yeah. How yeah, about I, that? I would agree. The uh, the most goals. Give me. I'm going to give you. I'm going to let you get a guess. What was the most number of goals scored by any one team in a WCHL game this season? Hmm. And I'll tell you, the, the I'll tell you that it wasn't ten, so it's <laughs> a number lower than ten. Lower than ten, I'm going to say eight. Eight. And who do you think you're? You're correct. Eight. Who do you think scored eight goals in a game? They did it twice in this season. I'll tell you that. I am no one gonna... else. No one else has scored eight, but this one team. I am gonna say you're cheating. You're you, looking on the computer. <laughs> I'm actually I'm sitting in the laundry room with my phone here. The uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say UCO. No, that's what I would have said, but it's Colorado. Really? Uh, Colorado put up an eight spot against Arizona State up there in Boulder, and they yeah. also put up an eight spot against uh, CSU. I believe it was in the Pepsi Center. There you go. Um, so. Uh, they put up uh, eight. The most that uh, UCO scored this year was seven. Uh, they put up a lot of sixes, 
but uh, only one seven. And uh, yeah, I mean Arizona was uh, was consistent. If anything, they put up a couple of sevens, but mostly fives and fours. And uh, you know it was that consistency that um, that got them the championship. Yep. So yep. The uh, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I was I I, I didn't realize it with uh, you know Colorado. Colorado ended up with um, you know the middle of the pack. Kind of an up and down season, but uh, yeah, well, I guess when they when when the when the Jets are on, when the Jets are on, at Colorado, so uh, yeah, eight goals. You know, Oklahoma, yeah. your your beloved Sooners never scored more than five goals in a game. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Then the um, Missouri State got it got up to six once. Um, Colorado State, the most uh, they scored in the game uh, was four. And uh, Arkansas, you know, Arkansas broke out the whipping stick a few times. They they put a couple of fives up there. Awesome. Same with Arizona State. Arizona State put a put a sixer up there. Very nice. So, Very nice. Yeah, yeah kind of wild, kind of wild stuff. So there we go. The WCHL season is in the books. Five hundred and two goals scored. Arizona is crowned the champion. Um, this is our sixth season of WCHL play. We have, this is our third different champion. The first two seasons were won by Arizona State. The next three seasons were won by Central Oklahoma. And so the cup returns to the desert, but goes down to Tucson for a little while. We're going to talk to Chad Berman here in a couple of days. We're going to see how much abuse that cup has seen by yeah, now. It's probably laying in the middle of the desert somewhere right yeah, now. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they just, just beat the, uh, tar out of it right no 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 <laughs> i i want that cut back <laughs> yeah hopefully they just beat the tar out. hopefully they've had a lot of fun with that thing i hope they've had a lot of fun with that thing i hope there's i hope it's not sitting on a cactus right now i hope there's not a cactus sitting in it right now <laughs> and, I, and i and i hope that the boys have drank a lot of milk out of the cup since they've had it in their possession <laughs> they were um I commented to them that the handles, you know, that the cup has taken a lot of abuse over the years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said the handles, if if you'll notice, the handles have been welded and glued back onto the uh, back onto the cup many, many, many times. So um, be careful. And um, now, uh, now let's get to the bottom of this. Is it welded yeah. and glued, or did you go to the hardware store and get the silver chrome? duct uh working uh tape and put them on there at that let's get to the bottom of this right now <laughs> um uh no, there is no west virginia chrome there is no <laughs> west virginia chrome out there there's no duct tape uh, i can attest that when i received the cup back there were a few weld spots uh that i noticed at the handles <laughs> um and i can also confess that um i personally put some heavy duty uh uh I don't know. It's not super glue, but it's like cement type stuff um, to secure one of the one of the, the the handles on the at the bottom at the very least. And in fact, when I uh, when I put the when I delivered the cup, you know the cup, the the cup in the base. You, you know this is a dumb story, but I'm going to tell it anyways. <laughs> um, when when I when I first got it from the people at MTM recognition. They're the, they're out here in Midwest city, Oklahoma. They're the people that do the, um, all of the championship trophies for national football. Well, for the NCAA for, um, they don't do the super bowl trophy, but they do, um, you know, all the ball game trophies. Yeah. They, every NCAA 
trophy that you've ever imagined. They do yeah. it. All the NASCAR trophies. All the NAS- I mean, yeah. they just, They've got some really cool stuff in their showroom. Yes. And my, my, my task to them uh, was I showed them a picture of the, of the ACHA Murdoch Cup. Which is, I mean, that's what you want to win at the end of the year, right? But it's just a bowl. It's just yeah. a big, like a punch bowl on a walnut box. Well, you can and fit said, more. You can fit a lot of milk into it. You can fit a lot of milk into it, but there's, you know, stuff that can drop into it too. It doesn't, I mean, <laughs> it's it's kind of, it's just kind of boring, bland. Yeah. Um, now, granted, everyone wants to win it and you're happy to win it, yeah. but it's just kind of yeah. there. So, I, my task to the folks at MTM Recognition when we first started the conference and when we... Um, when we were looking at a, at a, at a cup, my, my task was, here's what the champion of the entire league wins. I want to give a trophy for my conference that will embarrass the heck out of that thing. There you go. And they did this. This cup is gigantic. It's twice as tall. It's just as, just as round. I mean, it's awesome. Well, yeah. Um, when you, when you, when you get that, when you get that thing back, finally, they, uh, You'll have to come over to the house and we'll have to use some Southern engineering and, and get it all put back together and, and ready to go for next year. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no doubt the the very first year when I, when I had to, I had to deliver it to Boulder, Colorado, cause that's where Arizona state won it. Um, I just kept it in the same shipping material that, uh, that it was delivered to me with, uh, with MTM recognition. And ever when I got it back, you know, it was sent to me, uh, packing a bunch of peanuts, uh, which I thought was, <laughs> Kind of funny those those styrofoam peanuts and you know after that the next three years it was delivered out to central oklahoma and i could just you know have it put it in the car and drive it on up there yep um but this time it had to go long distance and it's going to have to get shipped back long distance so we got her some protective casing uh pelican cases and some great foam um uh, my good friend from central oklahoma the photographer up there betsy timken uh tipped me she helped me out tremendously in terms of uh getting the proper cases and getting, you know, having the proper foam people build the, uh, build the, uh, the cases for us And uh, that thing is, I mean, it, it, it can fall out of an airplane and it will still survive. It's can we try it. Yeah. I don't want to try it though. Let's not try it. <laughs> eh, boy, so, so anyways, uh, all that to say there are two gigantic Pelican cases now down to Tucson, Arizona, probably sitting in someone's garage right now. Um, one of them has a base in it and the other one has a lot of foam that's in the shape of a, um, of a cup because the cup I'm sure is out being abused. And like I said, nobody wants the base, even though I think that's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, they have the, they have the trophy out there. So good for them. Hopefully, hopefully they've taken it to the library and, and (laughs) drank a lot of milk out of it in the library and taken it to classes with them and, and all the fun stuff. Right. You know, I thought about, um, Decorating the handles, you know, the Champions League um, uh, soccer and uh, English Premier League soccer. If you win the trophy, they you know they, they have a big gigantic cup too, and big handles, and they put like ribbons in the color in the team colors on the handles. Oh, and I thought about sounds cute. That. And I said, I said, wait a second, I'm this this is hockey. They don't want ribbons. Well, I was gonna say so. So leave it to a bunch of soccer guys. It's not a real sport anyway. To decorate oh, their trophy with a bunch of ribbons. I mean, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it cool. looks. Well, I'm sure it looks cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I didn't want to have to traipse around Phoenix looking for a bunch of University of Arizona ribbons. So, uh, 
anyways, I said, here you guys go. So anyways, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, they do a great job with uh, social media out there. And so I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, cup. I'm sure they'll bring it around to some of their morning TV shows. And, um, yes. I've, I've already I seen wanna... a lot of pictures on, on social media from folks, uh, holding that thing up and, uh, smiling proudly with, uh, their teammates and their parents. So well-deserved, well-earned and congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd keep the pictures coming. I'd, I'd like to see them all. Right. Yep. That's the truth. That's truth. Now let me know that that little baby is okay. You know, that this is actually our second cup. The first cup was uh, abused by Arizona state. So, um, this is this is uh, cup two in uh, cup two. It's six years. So, uh, well, if we need to, last if a little we, while longer. If we need to go to cup three next year, just have have fun with cup two, right? Yeah, I wait. No, 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 no. We're going. To, we're staying with cup two. Don't have too much fun. I want it well, back. Give it back to me in have, pieces. Have have fun. I know the WCHL has deep pockets, so <laughs> have fun. They can they can get they can get a new cup. Yeah, it's gonna be made out of your 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 duct tape that you're talking about. <laughs> well, hey, we don't have any WCHL games this weekend. Boring. No what the heck? Yeah, boring. What are about? Well, I don't know. We could probably stuff. Are we done? Not, uh, PG, probably not PG rated for uh, our podcast here, but you know, we could talk about a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, jeez, I don't. I don't hear. I want to hear about your personal life. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know the uh, the Winter World University games are going on, and uh, play got started. You know th- those guys, they're over in Siberia. They're 15, oh. 15 ACHA guys, seven NCAA kids. Um, uh, University of Colorado head coach Eric Ballard is over there, along with uh, USA Hockey uh, American Developmental Model. Uh, he's the head coach, Roger Grillo. And uh, University of Illinois head coach Nick Fabrini is over there too, along with our Division One commissioner Brian Moran, uh, the former Iowa State coach Alan Murdoch, USA Hockey representative. Um, not representative, heck, he's the the uh, the supervisor for adult men's adult hockey on the uh, Ashley Bevan. There's a bunch of good folks that are over there, but they're that's twelve hours ahead of us. Yes, Thir- no, thirteen hours ahead of us. And I thought about I thought about mountain. those guys. The uh, I thought I thought about those guys this past couple of days here with us sitting here in Oklahoma, and it was you know eight degrees out, nine degrees out, and minus whatever wind chills and all of that. And I was thinking like, oh, like those guys are like probably double this right now um, over there in in Siberia. Yeah, they, I mean, the, the, like we talked about before, the theme for this um, uh, for this Winter World Games is real winter. So far, yeah, the, they're getting real winter. Yeah, they're getting it all right. They're good. Yeah, they played three games so far. Um, they lost four to one to the Czech Republic on Friday, which actually I think was Thursday here. But um, then on Sunday they beat the Hungarians eight to one. They beat the goulash out of the Hungarians. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, just this morning <laughs> they 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 gave it to the Russians a little bit. They gave the, the there was a heavy pucker factor going on over there in the Russians bench. Yeah. It was a three to two Russian win, but uh, the Americans gave them a run for their money, and they uh, they part near won it, didn't they? They sure did. The in fact, we, and we have there are three WCHL kids over there. Uh, Trace Jablin from the University of Colorado, he had a goal today against Russians. Joe Kinsella, a defenseman for the University of Colorado, he had I think he had a hat trick against the Hungarians. 
And then um, Anthony Cusinelli from the University of Arizona. Um, he is, um, I, don't, I, he, I don't know that he's got a goal yet. He, I think he's got a couple of apples, though. So. Oh, you know, I'm sitting here looking for my uh, USA Russia score sheet, and they didn't have it online yet. Well, you should have watched the game like I did earlier, early, early this morning. It was a pretty good little contest. Oh yeah, you know, some of some of us had to work for a living around oh. here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the Americans uh, they next play Slovakia, and then they have Japan, and hopefully they'll move on to the uh, semifinals to play for the opportunity for a medal. Um, yeah, I think they're. I think they'll go. What is it? Three and two in pool play. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's good enough to move on, but if it's not good enough to move on to the semifinals, at least it should be, hopefully they'll place better than what they did uh, two years ago, ninth place. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I was I was pretty impressed yeah. with uh, yeah. laying uh, the wood some, to Hungary some... and giving the Russians a run for their money in their own place. Yeah, giving her, yeah, because they're, yeah, they're always tough, right? So anytime you can play those guys close, that's, that's always fun. Like I said, there was a... They, they call it squeaky bum time over there on the Russian bench. <laughs> they were getting a little nervy. So uh, how about that? And I saw, I saw a picture on social media that Coach Ballard posted out there. Yeah, and it showed uh, Vladimir Putin at one of the games or at the ceremonies. One of the one of the things, but at the they, opening ceremonies. Yeah, the- he snapped a picture, and and there he was sitting up there in his little. In his little nest overlooking everything. That's right. I it think was the man. I think afterwards, Bowles and, and, and Vlad, I think they went out, both took their shirts off, had some vodka, and rode a horse. <laughs> there you go. Pretty sure. There pretty sure go. that's what he told me. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see if, we'll see if Putin no comes over to that. What's that? Hopefully, there's no pictures of that. <laughs> well, I think that uh, I think that Bowles might have... Uh, Invited Vlad to come over to Boulder and uh, watch a few games over at the C- at the CU Boulder Rec. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's got showing, a special box showing, for him over there. Yeah, special box showing the special corner in the in the rec room there and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wild, wild. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have uh, rankings come out tomorrow. Tomorrow's the big day. Tomorrow, uh, we're doing this podcast on Tuesday night. Tomorrow's the big day. If you're listening, I, mean, I shouldn't say tomorrow. Let's say Wednesday. The March the 6th is the big day. That's when we're going to learn the officially the 20 teams that are going to be going down to Frisco and the final regular season ranking of, uh, of the 2018-2019 um, season. But you know what? I think we kind of know where the WCHL teams are going to land. I think pretty, yeah. yep, pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Arizona, I believe, is going to finish the season 9th. UCO is going to finish the season 10th. Missouri State will finish in 14th. Oklahoma will finish 15th. Colorado will be outside. Uh, they'll be in the top 20, but they will be bumped from the national tournament. Uh, they will finish 19th in the season. Colorado State's going to finish 24th. Arizona State will finish 31st, and Arkansas will finish 32nd. So that's um, five, six of the eight six teams of the eight. in the top 25. And five in the top 20, but only four will make it to nationals because Colorado is going to get bumped due to an auto bid. Yeah, that, that's, you know, it's unfortunate for those guys. I was looking forward to seeing what they would do at the tournament, but that's pretty impressive. Six in the top 25 and five in the top 20. That's, 
that's pretty that's pretty good not bad for a little dumpy conference out west huh not bad not bad at all not bad at all you know the commissioner that guy must know what he's doing that's all i have to say (laughs) he's he's got it going on Uh (laughs) uh-huh well we'll we'll all shake our head and just agree here (laughs) well with that let's listen to a horn and uh chance the rapper we'll come back and talk about nationals hold on uh but hey as they say in hockey let's do that hockey all right andrew i'm kind of disappointed that you didn't uh take take the uh take the bait there about the best you know the the commissioner's got it going on yeah i didn't i didn't take it and just run with it huh I actually got a, I, I got some grief over the past week. You know, last week we did the WCHL Good. Oscars. I got grief. Why didn't we have Good. the best commissioner? Oh, yeah. Why, yeah, yeah. why wouldn't we? <laughs> well, I mean, come on. You know, I think, I, I think, I think I know who would win that in a landslide. Yeah. Yeah. I like whoever's giving you the grief, but they should have <laughs> given me grief about more than just best commissioner. Wait a second yeah. here. Wait a I, second. I, whoever this is, I tip my hat to this person, whoever it may be. <laughs> You're not very nice. Uh, just, yeah, I try. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got nationals coming up in almost two just weeks. A couple weeks. Fact, two yeah, weeks. Yeah. A couple two weeks. Two weeks from today, I will be down in Frisco putting things together to make sure everything is hunky dory and getting ready to go. Nationals for men's division one gets going on Thursday, March 21st, and it runs through Tuesday, March 26th. We have. The regular season is over. We now know the six teams that have earned auto bids to the national tournament. Uh, we've talked about most of them, um, but uh, let's run through it really quick. Number three, Adrian, is in the tournament. They are the champions of the Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League. Number eight, Liberty, is the champion of the Eastern States Collegiate Hockey League. They have an auto bid. We have number nine, Arizona, from the WCHL. Um, and then we have number 23, Drexel. They are the regular season champions of the ECHA, which is based out of Philadelphia. And then this past weekend, we had two teams or two conferences. Um, they declared their playoff, their conference playoff champion, the uh, winning winner of the auto bid. The yep. University at Buffalo has won the auto bid for the NECHL, which is a Division one league out of New York. Buffalo was also the uh, regular season champion, so good for them. Yeah, good for those guys. And then Robert Morris, Pennsylvania, won number 42, Oof. won the uh, playoffs for College Hockey Mid-America. Um, the regular season champion was Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and they didn't even make it to the championship game of their playoffs. Yeah, so I- Robert Morris upsets everybody and will come to Dallas. Yeah, I think we I think we talked about that last week or the week before. Just because you're the regular season champ didn't mean that you're going to win the whole thing, right? There you go. There you go. It's tough. So unofficially, and, and then we also have number one, Lindenwood. There's no auto bid, but Lindenwood won the yeah. uh, Central States yeah. Collegiate Hockey League. But um, they're going to be there too. So uh, unofficially, here's what the matchups are going to look like. The official announcement will happen on Wednesday, probably around uh, 12 noon Eastern, 11 Central. All right, Andrew, boy, we had some, uh, uh, we have to restart this part because we had some technical difficulties. We're talking about the unofficial matchups at Nationals. Yes. Um, On the first day, UNLV, it will be 13. They'll take on Robert Morris, Pennsylvania at 20. Missouri State is 14. They'll take on Buffalo at 19. 
Oklahoma is 15. They'll take on a number 18 Drexel. And then Jamestown and Robert Morris, Illinois will be the 16-17 game on day one of the tournament. I, I think there's some good matchups there on the first day. I think UNLV is going to smoke the heck out of Robert Morris. And then the other three games are going to be dogfights. Yep, I think so. I think, I think we're going to see three good hockey games come Thursday yep. at Nationals. Then the winners of those games will get to take on the uh, top four seeds the very next day. Uh, number four, Ohio, will get the winner of Vegas and Robert Morris. Number three, Adrian, will get the winner of Missouri State, Buffalo. Number two, Michigan Dearborn, will get the winner of Oklahoma, Drexel. And then number one, Lindenwood, will get the winner of Jamestown, Rhode Island. Uh, James, Rhode Island. Robert <laughs> Morris, Illinois. The, uh, <laughs> I wish it was Rhode Island. Right? <laughs> the uh yeah, so second second day in, I think the top four teams, I think they've got to be nervous, right? If uh, some I of them, think, yeah, some of them, yeah, I, I would think uh, I, I think you'd have to be nervous catching, uh, you know, if the if it shakes out the way it, the way we think it is and the way it should shake out, those four teams coming in on Friday to play the top four, I think, uh, you know, I don't think Lindenwood. Has much to much to worry about other than just taking care of business, like what they need to. But you know, two, three, and four, you know, you, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. Yeah. I mean, if if the seeds hold true to form, we're looking at Ohio versus Vegas, Adrian versus Missouri State, Michigan Dearborn versus Oklahoma, and Lindawood versus Jamestown. Um, you know, so, I think Ohio might be prime for uh, right for some picking. But um, the other three, boy, they look kind of tough. So I don't know. They, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. they're tough. They're tough. You know, I wouldn't you know if it, like I said, if it holds true and Jamestown makes it in. You know, I don't know if you, if you're lending to it, if you want to see those guys, right? Jamestown has been hot, and they're they're a tough team to play. They're a tough team to play, and then the, so the, the Saturday is always the fun game, um, or the fun day. I mean, I think uh, that's the five through twelves. Yeah, because they're all close right there. All close. I mean, those things. I mean, we got four heavyweight matchups right here. Iowa State versus Stony Brook, 5 through 12, 5 and 12. Number six, Minot State versus 11, Illinois. Number seven, Davenport versus 10, Central Oklahoma. Number eight, Liberty versus number nine, Arizona. At least that's how we unofficially think it's going to turn out. Yeah. We should get the official news on Wednesday, noon Eastern. So I think we'll uh, see. I think no matter how it shakes out, I think it's going to be interesting to watch and should be uh, some good hockey games to be played. Should be one heck of a tournament, that's for sure. I, I think so. I think so. I'm, uh, I've been part of the planning process, and um, I have learned a new term. <laughs> a, 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 I, am, I am officially a seat killer. Um, so that, I've been dealing with seat kills for about a month now. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Awesome. I'm, I'm enjoying that. And then, and then once, uh, in fact, I just wound that up today. We approved the final proof. That stuff is going to be installed on uh, Monday and Tuesday before the tournament gets going. But then um, now my next task, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I'm, I have to look for a geotag for really? Snapchat filters. So we have had a geotag or whatever they call it at my rink before no way we we have we have so it's, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to lean on you to get some inside information because i i can nah, really spell was, geotag it was it was a it was a smart little uh summer intern that we had working with us that is uh currently at 
Northeastern University in Boston. <laughs> so she is she is there. She is no longer with us. She is the one that set it up. All I did was give her my credit card and pay for it. Well, you know so, what? If all you have to do is give me your credit card to pay for it, I will set it up. I don't need to be your sexy little intern from Northeastern University. I can get it done. So um, yeah. after, the, after, after the show, why don't you just give me your credit card and we'll take care of that. Yeah, well, I'll just give it to you over the show so anybody listening can have it too, right? <laughs> what the heck? We can have our own <laughs> yeah, geotags. Yeah, it, it's not my money. It's just it's somebody else's money, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Get in some trouble. Yikes. <laughs> Well, so so that's what I'm doing, but I'm looking forward to Frisco. It ought to be fun. Um, it's going to be, be good time. weather. Yeah, I hope it'll be good weather. Hope, hopefully so. Yeah, hopefully the rain but stays not, away I won't. and get get average temps. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's a good time. Yeah, well, I was going to say even if it's not good weather, I won't care. I'll be inside. Yeah, so. I'll be inside most of the time. So I'll be inside and deep. You know, if if it's really severe weather, I don't think we're going to have any of that. But you never know. Yeah, um, you never I'll know. be deep in an underground bunker. There you go. Wild, wild. The Comerica Center, these things, the, the Dr. Pepper Centers are no more. Uh, the Dr. Pepper Arena in Frisco has been rebranded, renamed. It's now the Comerica Center. And the Dr. Pepper Star Centers out in McKinney and in Plano, all of, well, all of them, uh, even the ones in, uh, what, Euless and Farmer's Branch and uh, yeah, Mansfield. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. everywhere. Boy. I think you you know what you should work at a Dr Pepper Star Center. You should rebrand yours, Dr Pepper Star Center, Oklahoma. But you would have to call it Children's Health Plex. I think is what it is called, Children's really? Health Star Centers. Very interesting. So they got rid of Dr Pepper, and went to Children's Health, huh? That's right. That's right. Huh. No more DP. Well, yeah, they've been. No they've been they didn't even go to Mister forever. Yeah, they have been ever, ever yeah. since they put them in there twenty twenty five years ago. Yeah. Somebody, you know, I was at up. the, I, I went to, I, geez, I, I was going to say, I went to a games down there when it was the, played at the Reunion Arena. Reunion, long, yeah. Long time I, ago. Yeah, I remember the Reunion Arena. I uh, mm -hmm. went to a Stanley Cup parade that, that ended in the Reunion Arena uh, parking lot and then celebration on the inside. I was there <laughs> in 99, I believe that was, 20 years 99. ago. wow. Yes, yeah, so I think ago. I was down there in. 93, um, I remember being down there for the first game when the Anaheim Mighty Ducks came to play the Dallas Stars, and that was the first year for the Ducks, and they went around the National Hockey League with all of their Disney characters. <laughs> yeah. So um, that must have been a fun season to be on the Anaheim Ducks because you're also sharing your charter plane with Mickey and Minnie and Goofy <laughs> and all those other knuckleheads. I just remember them. We had right. pretty good seats at the reunion arena. I don't know, three or four rows off the glass. And I mean, here comes Pluto. Here comes Goofy. Here comes Mickey. <laughs> I mean, they're all over the stand. Yeah, there, there must have been a two Chip and Dale. You name it, they were there. The only person could, we didn't see was Uncle Scrooge or you know, Scrooge McDuck. It could uh, it could have been fun sharing the charter plane with with those characters. Depending on what they look like out of costume. I mean, hey, <laughs> let's call hey, a spade hey. a spade here. Hey, 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 come on. We have 11 listeners here. We don't want to uh, uh, lose any of them because of you and your <laughs> lewd yeah. mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, my lewd mind. <laughs> Golly, jeez. <laughs> Calm down there, cowboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Hey, um, I had the pleasure of driving. Um, let, let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, round trip. 
Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma to Tempe, Arizona round trip. How many miles? Oh, how many miles? I'm going to say yep. probably 575. Oh, come on. Round trip? Yeah. Well, what is it? Uh, well, yeah. Let me think. So what is it? Amarillo. 240-something to Amarillo. So, oh. so let's go 7-something. Seven 750. It's one way. One way is 970-something. I put a 1,963 oh, miles on the car. Wow. How about that? Y- yeah, would, in like 48 hours. Would have been 700 something. No, it's 972 miles one way. Whew. Yeah, exactly. So this yeah. little cowboy was, uh, was, was a tired cowboy when I got back. Um, it's 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 for every bit of 14 and a half hours. I have to say um, uh, the the trip along I-40, um, and, and, it's, and it's easy because it's direct, right? Yeah, just a straight oh, shot, oh. yep. Oklahoma City, head west to Holbrook, Arizona. Hang a left at Holbrook and stop in when you get to Tempe. Yep. Um, and then you just reverse it and go Tempe to Holbrook, hang a right, and stop when you get to Oklahoma City. But, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. How was, how was the weather uh, that, between here and there? That trip, well, the, the weather was in, in, interesting. Um, on, on the way out there, it was a piece of cake. It was just a glorious, glorious, glorious day. I missed... Uh, driving from Holbrook down to into Tempe, you have to go through the Tonto National Forest. So you're going up and down some uh, six degree uh, grade inclines. Uh, thankfully, it was dark, so I didn't see how close I was to coming off to flying off the edge of a mountain. Um, <laughs> so that was nice. I didn't realize what kind of peril I was putting myself into. Um, <laughs> I only realized that on the way back when it was daylight. Um, but on the way back, between you'll you'll get a kick out of this. Um, you know the the cold front recently came through and just brought these subarctic temperatures to. Oh, yeah, it's been terrible. Yeah, everywhere from uh, the Panhandle of Texas all, all the way down into, I, I guess, down all the way to the Houston um, uh, shipping channel, in in further east now. So I had a forty degree temperature drop between Albuquerque and Moriarty, New Mexico. Yeah, I can. It I went can from fifty nine degrees to nineteen degrees. Yeah, I can I can yeah. believe it. It's been brutal yeah. around here. And then and then I drove in. It was like I was driving in a cloud between Moriarty, New Mexico, and Amarillo. It was either snow flurries, or um, what they call um, what they call hoarfrost. It's just a little bit of spittle, not enough to get your windshield damp, but enough that when it gathers on your like car, you know, a cold part of your or car or plant, yeah, it freezes. Yep. So everything was white. Yep. Yeah. That's Oof. what my that's what my daughter when she looks outside and it's like that. She's when like it's on the rooftops or whatever. She's like, "Oh, Jack Frost has been here and he's been busy." <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it was. He was busy yep. out in eastern New Mexico and uh, the Texas Panhandle. So uh, yeah, I'm happy to say that um, uh, I was not stopped by any troopers. So thank you to those troopers for letting me. Uh, part letting me be Parnelli Jones or Dale Earnhardt or however you want to say it. Um, I was hauling it. There you go. There you go. So it's, powered by yeah, Mountain Dew and White Twix. And White Twix. Um, so I've not seen a White Twix. Well, you need to because it's like it's 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 not um, like the best candy bar known to mankind, but it's pretty damn close. Um, <laughs> close, huh? Yeah, and I don't know what it was. I just I was I was 
pulled over somewhere to, you know, take a pit stop and gas up the car and grabbed myself a couple of more dews. And I saw this white, this big, long Twix that had and it's white chocolate. And I was like, hmm, well, I'll try oh, it. There you God go. dang if it wasn't yummy. There you go. I think, so I got uh, a couple I, more. I think the best road trip snack candy bar is a uh, chicken stick. You know, you, oh, you always, oh. you always, oh, Andrew, <laughs> you're fired. Get that reaction out of you. Oh, but oh. you know, it's my, it's my tried and true, my go-to when I'm on the road. A little tried and stick. true go-to. You, you, what's my number one rule of being on the road? Don't eat <laughs> anything that's going to make you go to the bathroom. <laughs> a chicken stick is guaranteed to give you the runs. Oh, no, no way. way. No way. Oh. No way. The, it, uh, it is not a Tom's. It is not a. It is, it is not a stopper. Okay. It you, is. It you got to have a, you got to have a cast iron stomach, you know? You gotta, yeah. You I gotta, don't have that. You got to be a man about things here. <laughs> well, I was a man about things when I got to Tempe. Um, <laughs> Cause I uh, visited Portillo's. I had to, uh, yeah. But, uh, in addition to the university of Arizona versus Arizona state university games, it was also the same weekend that the uh, ACHA men's division two re, uh, West regional was going on out of the Oceanside arena. So after U of A uh, beat and got the championship, beat ASU, got the championship trophy, I stuck around and watched a little Utah State versus Brigham Young and a little Montana State versus, who did they play, Williston? So I got to see John Bocas, the former uh, uh, coach at uh, uh, of the Wichita Falls Wildcats from the North American League. Got to see Bocas, got to see uh, uh, John Eccles. Who's a uh, who's the former coach of Utah State? He's now helping out the ACHA, running the West side of things. So, got to see some good folks. There you go. Okay. There you go. Wild, so, wild games. Yeah. So, so, let, uh, so let's get this straight. So you you fueled up on Mountain Dew and White Twix, mm-hmm. and then when you got to your destination, you filled up on more Portillos, huh? Portillos. I, in fact, I had to. I had to. I, I mentioned it to John Eccles. I said he he was hungry, so I said, "Well, John, Portillo's is right down the road. Let's go." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, what 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 do they have?" <laughs> I'm like, do you everything. Know How can you never everything. have heard of Portillo's? So uh, we we uh, uh, I indoctrinated him, gave him a little sample of a Chicago uh, style hot dog, courtesy of there Portillo's. I had go. an Italian did beef; you... it hung in my stomach forever ah. and a day. So um, did you did you get the scoots <laughs> after eating all that? that? The scoots. Yeah, did no. you the scoots? No, I did oh. not have a chicken stick or whatever it's called. No. <laughs> no, I was I, that's why I was just all mountain doing white twix on the way back, because I didn't need right. anything. I was I had a brick in my stomach. <laughs> so But there it was uh hey, it was it was a it was a good trip and it was a fun trip. I don't know that I ever want to drive out there. You know, the one thing that that um it reminded me of when you and I would uh drive out there on the buses, um I was made me very appreciative for the bus drivers that do this. Yes, um, because well, yeah. uh, you you got to be on your toes. There's all sorts of junk going on the roads, potholes, you know, cops, people yeah. pulled over, whatever you want to call all it. kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't have the attention span really to do it. I couldn't I couldn't be a bussy or a or an over the road trucker. I don't have the attention span for it. Well, you know what? I I don't I don't envy those over the road truckers. But boy, there's a different breed of cat too. When you pull into those truck stops. You know, and, and we, we've talked about people watching before at the airport. Oh, and, man. The there's some great people. Yeah, there's some great people watching at the truck stop. But the problem is, 
I was one of those people. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, you know, just like I'm looking at all these, you know, freaks from the circus, they're probably looking oh, yeah. over here at me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. I've seen my fair share of truck stops in my in my busing career. Yeah. And you can see some interesting folks, that's for sure. The, uh, the, the, the place that I loved the most where I stopped was Payson, Arizona, up in the mountains. There was uh, snow everywhere, and um, what a nice little kind of a mountain community. They called it the home, the, the heart of Arizona Rim Country, Payson. And I thought, well, isn't that nice? The, uh, Not I what I expected that. in Arizona. We used to, yeah, the old, the old, uh, so... An old war story. We used to, one season, when I was traveling on a bus, we would have the uh, ugly hat competition. Yeah. You'd have to, you'd, every time you'd, want one trip, once a trip or whatever you want to say, you'd, you'd have to buy an ugly hat from a truck stop. And uh, then when we'd <laughs> get to where we were going, whether um, you, everybody would have to put their hats in the middle and and whoever won last time would get to vote on this on this time's ugly hat winner, right? And then yeah. and then you'd have to wear it the rest of the weekend or or the rest of the day, whatever it was, where we were going. <laughs> so some some fun some fun memories from from back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, all, all I have to say is thank God for uh, iPhones and um, iPods because you know I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And you know the radio when you hit the when you hit search on the radio you you've got either a channel a religious channel or you've got some you know uh, or your, uh Hispanic or your radio just takes off and, yeah. yeah you got some yeah. Hispanic channels coming from across the border um, <laughs> I I did hear I did hear something um, it was on on uh, Sunday coming back it was Tradio and it was oh. um, I was out in West Texas. And it was it was a show where people would call up and offer to trade stuff for other people's stuff. Why? Well, I, I got I got me a front end loader that uh, <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't mind trading out there for a Christmas tree if anybody's got one. Just call me at three 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 four four two six. My name's oh. Joel. And I'm like, wait oh. a second, come on. Oh. It was it was it was classifieds yeah. on the radio. It was awesome. Yeah, Joel sounds a whole lot like sea bass. You know, <laughs> meet me. Meet me in the bathroom at nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, but thank God, thank God for the iPad. I heard, uh, yeah, tuned into an awful lot of uh, Pearl Jam shows that I have, uh, concerts that you and I have attended in Oklahoma City, Dallas, yes. Tulsa, um, and uh, some others. And then, uh, oh God, I'm, the 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 best road. I don't know the best road album I've got is uh, Jackson Brown running on empty. And man, that thing, there you go. When you when when that baby it kicks hums. on, it's like it was meant for the road. Yeah, just just hums there, right? Yeah, yeah. So pretty good. Well, hey, um, Andrew, it's it's Fat Tuesday. What are you giving up for Lent besides this podcast? Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say uh, this podcast. See you next season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're done. We're out. We're out. Thank Over you. Over and out. Goodbye. What are you giving up? Anything? Yeah, you know, I'm not giving up a thing. All right. All right. So you're giving up, giving up. That's all right. Yeah. 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 You know, I told I told my wife she should probably give up wine for a couple of weeks. (laughs) She, she, she didn't agree. Yeah. Yeah, She didn't agree. She told me, 
she told me to she told me to beat it to get to the laundry room and and do the podcast. <laughs> so, she probably yeah. went and refilled her box and said, "Leave me alone." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As she pulled her box out of the fridge and and poured another tall boy. There, <laughs> there we go. Her her, her her box of friends, yeah, <laughs> yeah, friends, yeah. Yeah. Well, I figured you'd oh. go for the big stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, no. not, giving, not giving up anything here. I, th- I think I'm gonna, you know, my my, I think my wife and my daughter are giving up um, uh, soda, and uh, my son I think is giving up his parents, and <laughs> I I think I'm gonna make the big leap here. I'm gonna give up ice cream. Ooh, I know. Nice. Forty days and forty nights of uh, suffering for the fat kid here. So I remember. So I'll get to mess with you some more on this. I'll Uh-oh. take a picture of myself every time I'm in uh, the local ice cream shop, <laughs> the, uh, and and send it to you. Oh, but, but but it also brings back fond memories of when you and I used to go to travel to Amarillo all the time <laughs> to to recruit kids. Yeah, and I used to I used to giggle like a little schoolboy every time I made you take me to oh. the Big Tex Steakhouse because they knew you'd given up. Uh, for Lent or whatever it was where you couldn't eat red meat on Fridays or, or whatever it was. That's right. And, no meat Fridays. And we would, and we would, every Friday it seemed like we ended up in Amarillo. And I, I hated would, that. I would you giggle know, like a little schoolboy every time I made you walk into that steakhouse with me. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's nothing, there's nothing that says loser. Like when you go to the big Texan steakhouse <laughs> and ask for a catfish, everyone else has eaten steak and potatoes. <laughs> And I'm the poor <laughs> son of a gun that's eating a catfish fillet because oh, it's Fish man. Friday. I, every time, every time I see that place, I laugh about doing that to you. Oh man! Oh, and, it, I, and it, the, I, the the beauty of it is, it didn't happen just once. We were we were recruiting <laughs> oh, on the road no, for a couple you. of years. So yeah, I got you like four or five times. Yeah, oh, and you, yeah, you got me. You also got me at uh, at a at a place down. <laughs> we were down in Wichita Falls chasing somebody. And yeah. uh, we went to a, a, a the Texas was it the Texas Roadhouse Texas Steakhouse something like that. Yeah, Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. And yeah, sure enough, you're getting you know nice fillet, and here I am. Can I have the catfish, please? Yeah, I did get you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, yeah. I, yeah. Every time I think about that, I I just laugh and laugh and laugh. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. So, but but yeah. you know what? It's going to be good. I, I thought about giving up hockey and just telling the people down in Frisco, hey, screw it, you're on your own. But um, that wouldn't be any yeah, fun. You know. so. Yeah, it wouldn't be any fun. No. So giving up ice cream, giving up ice cream. Hold me maybe, to it. If maybe. you see me walking around with a dilly bar, <laughs> tell me shame, shame. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I'll give up giving you a hard time. How about no, that? no, no, no. Hey, that's no fun. That's no fun. I'll, I'll think. I'll think about that one. I'll, I'll sleep <laughs> on it. <laughs> All I'm asking for is some good old Catholic guilt. If you see me walking around with a with a Dairy hitting the you know the Dairy Queen or something. The Texas yeah. stop sign. So, so. If, so if any if any of our listeners here, you know, if you have any pictures of yourself eating ice cream <laughs> over the next forty days, go ahead and tweet it out to us at the at the Western CHL Twitter handle there. You know, yeah, thanks. We, we'd like to see them. We'd like to see them. <laughs> Keep them coming high and hard. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> oh boy! All righty, Andrew. Hey, let's do this. Alrighty. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Chad Berman. In a couple of days, get uh, some insight from the uh, head coach of the University of Arizona. Find out how badly he's abused the uh, the cup, and uh, you know get his thoughts on a on a on a 
fantastic season for those guys. And uh, kind of a, what he's looking forward to at Nationals. We're not going to ask him to give any bulletin board material, but... Um, yeah, it's kind of what he's excited to see and, and what he expects out of it. Yeah, we'll learn a little bit about him, too. He's a guitar player. He used to play at Wrigley Field, or Wrigleyville, really? I should say. So, guy of many, many, many talents. Many talents. There you go. He's we'll speaking talk, our language. He, he teaches, he taught his son how to do the floss dance. You'll get to love that, too. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. My, yeah, my daughter does the floss dance. It's Ooh. hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, next week we'll uh, let's we'll we'll do some in depth. We'll, once the the nationals setup is uh, official, let's talk about it, and we'll um, we'll get some official what? predictions here from the big man from the uh, from the guy who's not giving up anything. Uh, there you go. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Maybe maybe you should yeah you should give up giving your wife a hard time. Oh, not a chance. <laughs> Come on. Not a chance. She deserves everything she gets. <laughs> she didn't deserve you, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she you know her you know her well. She deserves she deserves everything she gets. <laughs> <laughs> well, very, very nice. All right, Andrew. Hey, we appreciate everybody listening to us. We appreciate you putting up with us on our technical issues. Um, I'm gonna blame that user error on myself. I'll take full blame for it. It's been a hell of a season. <laughs> And um, let's we appreciate everyone listening to the to this podcast. If, hit us up on Twitter at Western CHL or at WCHL Pod. One of those two that'll get right to us. And in the meantime, Andrew, let's pack our bags. Let's get ready to go to Frisco. I'm gonna have to start doing a lot of laundry. Well, yeah, let's get ready to go. All righty, big man, get us out of here. All right, everybody, have a good week. Everybody, have a safe week. We'll catch you on the flip side.